Testing one, two, three. Testing one, two, three. Okay. I think we good. Welcome back, virtual friends and allies, to another solo cast. Uh, we are talking about something that I think is very relevant to many of us, and that is noticing and dealing with overwhelm and stress and anxiety in our life. So as a self-professed workaholic at times, I often find myself in this position. And recently I found myself in this state of being again and luckily quickly noticed it and brought myself back out. But that's what inspired me to talk about this today because I know for anyone that's living in a fast-paced environment, whether that's a city or just their own psyche of needing to do, then hopefully this will be of interest and be really valuable as well. I'm currently sitting in my van in Brunswick Head, so if there's a few birds chirping around or cars that drive past, that is why. So today is for anyone that does notice that they find themselves out of balance occasionally or all the time, and we'll be exploring, one, how to notice this in our life, what this looks like, what this feels like. So we're going to tune to these moments quickly and address them when they arise rather than noticing them a week or a month or a year or 10 years later. And then we'll be, I'll be introducing a few concepts, uh, one being allostatic load and second being the analogy of the pendulum swing. So we can visually see and understand these things. And then I'll be offering uh, my own advice on how to rebalance and bring yourself back to that state of being that calmness, that higher self that makes, you know, more aligned choices and decisions and where we all want to be living at. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Welcome everyone to the Barefoot Hustler podcast, where hustlers, creatives and seekers unite and realize we're all one, where the hustle meets the flow. I'm your friend and host, Sejin Gunaritis, and my intention is to delinear the labels we always try and squeeze into and give permission for us to live in the spaces between. So whether you're a hustler that could benefit from slowing down and bringing more alignment and purpose to your work, or you're a free spirit that's getting a calling to bring more structure, drive, and creation to your life, I'm super grateful you're taking a wee little chunk of your day to grow with me, both for your future self and the collective at large. Together, let's pioneer a new way of living and redefine what it means to live a rich, connected, and purposeful life in the 21st century. Let's all be barefoot hustlers. So take off your shoes, grab a coffee, and let's jump in. So the reason why this popped up in my life and why I want to talk about this is because last week was the first time since I left Melbourne on my van trip. So I think it was the first time in like five, six weeks where I felt that oh-so-familiar feeling of overwhelm and stress and the reason why is because I signed up into the certificate for of celebrancy no not celibacy I will be having sex this year (laughs) marriage celebrancy a few people have gotten those two mixed up and although that decision came from my gut and my intuition because this is something that I really want to do I can really visualize really amazing things that will come of this I already have quite a lot on my plate. And when I stepped back and saw the workload I was (laughs) accepting, it was the first time that I feel like 
the stress began to manifest in my body and nervous system. And it was the first time that I properly felt that, you know, that stress and that overwhelm in my body. And how did this look like? It was more difficult to get up. Uh, when I did get up, instead of me being grateful for waking up near the beach in my van, you know, fucking free as a bird, I woke up in, yeah, a mindset that I was very familiar with, which is got to get shit done. As soon as I woke up, it was like, okay, to-do list, bang, bang, go, schedule in, even toilet time, maybe not then, I might have fun at 4pm, but if I can't, if I don't have time, then I'll skip that, like, just structured sedge came out. Uh, what else was there? I noticed, you know, instead of me walking around barefoot and smiling at strangers and starting up conversations with my barista or the checkout person, you know, I was a lot more internal. I was a lot more in my head. It was almost like I was wearing, you know, when horses race and they have that, I don't even know what they're called, those things around their eyes so they can only look forward. It's like I was wearing that. I found myself more impatient. Like, you know, during, I think the second day, um, I called my mom to say hello. And after four minutes of being in conversation with her, I found I was wanting to jump out and like, you know, it was irritable. And I was like, what the hell? I'm the one that called her. <laughs> So, like, how I was presenting myself to other people was, wasn't, was you know, my best self. Even the way I spoke to myself, I was more critical in, you know, what I was eating and how, how much I was doing in terms of movement. And just, like, this stress was clearly coming through me in ways that, in hindsight, was obvious. You know, it was physical, it was mental and emotional. At the time, I had no idea. But luckily, because I've been practicing and attuning, slowing down, being more mindful, um, meditating more than I ever have before, you know, especially since I've left Melbourne, I've really increased the sensitivity or my sensitivity to the subtleties. And luckily after maybe two, three days of being in this state of stress and overwhelm, did I realize why I wasn't being my best self. So then I began to make the changes to rebalance. And that's when I realized that many of us might not have this framework to respond to when our body, our nervous system and life is telling us that we're not living in alignment or in balance. And for those that might not be familiar with those terms, it's basically you not making choices from your gut, your intuition, you know, when you are calm and peaceful in that rest and digest state and you're instead actually making decisions and choices and, you know, your behavior is coming from a state of fear or a state of survival mode, you know, that fight or flight, adrenaline pumping state of being. And sadly, so many of us live in that state. I was living in that state for so many years of our life, you know, living in a city where we celebrate that, celebrate doing and we t tie so much of our worth and success to our job and doing so much and being there for other people and contributing to the world, like it can be dangerous because we often neglect and forget that side of us or those parts of us that do just need to rest and play and just calm down. So I wanted to begin by talking and almost offering an alternative way to look at these, in quotation, negative emotions. There's no such thing as negative um, and that's what I want to challenge is 
these feelings and emotions, you know, stress, anxiety, overwhelm, you know, what is emotion? A really good way to describe emotion is energy in motion. So instead of seeing these emotions as something that you want to avoid, seeing them as messengers, as your body and your nervous system telling you, hey, you've taken on too much. Said you're starting a certificate for when you're on the move, you're coaching so many clients, you're starting a powder peanut butter company, you're trying to socialize as much as you can, you're doing so much, you might actually not be able to do this for too long. And becoming attuned to what this feels like in my body, you know, that tightness in my shoulders, that, you know, an increased heart rate, just tension in places that I otherwise wouldn't have, and really see these feelings with almost a reverence, like a a gratitude for them. Without them, what would happen? We would keep pushing ourselves so fucking much until, what, we're in hospital? Like, you know, we we create so much stress and we're pumping so much cortisol throughout our body that we break down, that we have a midlife crisis, that we wake up one day realizing that we've put so much of our time, our energy and our, our life into only specific areas and completely neglected other areas and the whole premise of this comes from the idea that our health our happiness you know what we deem a successful life comes from so much more of a holistic sense than what we might currently be living and that involves you know nurturing the parts of us that need to move our bodies and be mobile and be flexible and you know live with more energy and vitality and also nurturing connections with friends and family and these relationships that provide us so much support and love and laughter and meaning and also creating enough stillness in our life to be mindful and you know get more from less that whole quote stop to smell the roses you know if we're too busy creating and doing so much we often forget to be grateful for what we have you know we're so busy sprinting up this mountain that we don't often look down and appreciate how far we've climbed and to kind of back this with a little bit of science which i like to do to balance out their spiritual fluff is to introduce the concept of our allostatic load so our allostatic load refers to the cumulative makeup of all these stresses in our life and stresses can refer to anything that creates stress in our life and that can be relationship issues or conflict at work or COVID or anything that you know directly contributes to our stress in life and they can be obvious but it could also refer to any change in our life because change is essentially a stress even if it's a healthy one so for example if you're trying to establish a new exercise regime of going to the gym twice and going to yoga twice that's also going to increase your allostatic load because it's a change from what you're used to. So your allostatic load refers to all the stresses in your life and the higher it is, the harder it will be to make change. The lower it is, the easier it'll be. So for example, a single mom who works night shift with three kids, she's going to have a high allostatic load because she's trying to you know, cook for them and work and do all these things and doesn't have that much support. And contrast this with a a teenager in high school with loving parents who cook her 
lunch every single day and drop her off to badminton and rowing, you know, she has a lot more room in her life to create change and to handle stress. So again, allostatic load, all the stresses, the higher it is, the harder it'll be to deal with stress and change. The lower it is, the more you can. So the reason why I share this is we often forget how much we're doing in life. You know, if you're a social human, you value your health, you value growth, you value work, then most likely you're, you'll have a lot on your plate and that will mean your allostatic load is already high. And just because it's normalized because everyone else is doing it doesn't mean that this is the best way that we can live and this is the most ideal way. So what I'm alluding to is the more we can notice when we are stressed and anxious, that is step one, is to increase the sensitivity to these feelings by feeling into our bodies, by creating this space in our life to ask ourselves, how are we feeling? Why are we feeling like this? Oh, okay, I snapped at my partner. That's not normal. What does that mean? Or, whoa, I'm really resisting going to work today. Why? So it's like really noticing these kind of characteristics or these symptoms of, of an overload of stress. And then step two is to look at your allostatic load. Look at what is on your plate. Step back. What I actually like to do is I get a piece of paper, I get a pen, and I mind map because I'm a visual person. I write down all the areas of my life on a macro scale that I am putting my time and energy into. So that could be uh, socializing. That could be into work, which and that is broken down into smaller micro categories like coaching or podcasts or my peanut butter company or all these things. And you kind of mind map everything that is taking your time. And then by even just doing this, you're going to notice how much you are doing and hopefully give yourself the understanding, the compassion of, oh, maybe that's why I'm stressed. I'm trying to pack my calendar to the absolute broom and I haven't had solo time or me time or any kind of rest in so long. So it's helpful in that regard, but it also allows you to pause and then get a different colored pen or highlighter and circle only the bare essentials that you have to get done this week, only the necessities. You know, if you don't do them, you're going to lose your job or miss your best friend's wedding or anything like that. Like, you know, the bare essentials you have to do and then give yourself permission to delay the other stuff and schedule them in at a later date and just allow for rest or play. Because in the end, a lot of us don't want to do this because we see productivity as doing and we, you know, we measure our progress in life through how much we do. But if you actually step back, if that is actually a value of yours to progress and move forward and to create and to contribute to the world, this is actually what's going to allow for that to happen. Because, you know, the, the biggest things in, that people create, I don't know, books or TED Talks or, you know, creating schools, I don't know, what, you know whatever we value, they're not created overnight. They're not created in a week. And they're created over time. And the way that we can constantly show up for ourselves and for these creative endeavors or these entrepreneurial projects, whatever we're working on, we need to be our best. We need to be in a state of rest and digest, of calm presence. And that only comes from a balanced life. We can go gung-ho and just absolutely nail as much work as we can. We're probably going to burn out in two months. And that will that business that you wanted to start will never start. Or 
you know, we can push ourselves at our work and say yes to everything and accept all the responsibilities. But after a year, you're probably going to want to leave that job because you're not enjoying it. What you what you initially loved about that job, you probably have learned to resent. You've lost a few friends. You don't remember what lights you up. Like so much of this stuff happens when we do too much. And if we reframe taking the time for yourself as a selfless act for whatever you're working towards, you know, we, we see it as more of a way to sustainably and consistently show up for others and ourselves and work, then that is what's going to create magic. That's what's going to allow us to really bring our dreams and our intentions and our goals and anything that we want to work towards into a reality. Because the best things in life, the biggest, most greatest things that are created in life come from consistency. Results come from doing average work day after day after day. Not necessarily the crazy, amazing things that you do for one one day or one week. So once you've noticed that you're stressed, once you've looked at your allostatic load, you maybe have mind mapped all the things that you need to get done or that take away your time and you've prioritized the things that you have to get done and you've delayed the things that you don't, then that is when you use that extra time to bring yourself back to your best self, to slow down. And that might look different for many of us. Um, Usually it does involve stillness. It does involve carving out time in your calendar to get away, you know, preferably physically get away from the, the place that you call home or any, you know, wherever these stresses might be coming from. Drive down, I don't know, cycle down, walk to a place that brings you calmness, you know, your happy place. If you don't have one, find one, you know, a lot of, hopefully, this can include nature because a lot of the time we are separated from nature. We forget about it and we forget that we are it. We are nature. And if we you know, live in a city where the most green thing we might see is some grass on a pavement, then of course the importance of things like work and whatever we occupy ourselves with is going to blow up. You know, If work is your entire life, then you're going to source so much of your meaning and worth and you know acceptance and everything from it so of course it's going to create stress when something goes wrong but when we can slow down and leave that momentarily and go connect back with nature fuck it just reminds us of how trivial these things can be and i'm all for working you guys know that if you know me at all i love creation i love all that jazz and there is such a thing as healthy stress. You know, that's how we grow. That's how we expand ourselves and, you know, get to where we want to get to. But what I'm talking to, what I'm addressing is the excessive amounts, the, the the amount that actually takes away from us being our best self and showing up to the world in the light that we can be. So I do suggest to create some go-tos. You know, when you notice you're in this state, what can you do? Um, if you only have 10 minutes, okay, is that going for a walk, uh, hopefully in a park. If you have an hour, okay, cool. Is that taking out your journal and and writing down what is alive in you at that time and, you know, getting more of that subjective, like that emotional cathartic uh, release? Or if you have half a day, can you cycle to a botanical garden? Can you drive down the coast? Can you find, I don't know, a dope-ass tree to sit under or... <laughs> Can you cook mindfully? Can you draw yourself a bath? Can you insert your own pleasurable 
slowing down, mindful practice. And before we finish, I want to introduce the analogy of the pendulum swing. So a pendulum swing thing, Majigi, is what is in those grandfather clocks that goes left to right. You know, if you pull to one side, it's going to swing to the other side in an equal manner with as much force as you pulled it to one side. And the reason why I share this is this is meant to represent, in this case, our work and doing versus our resting and our being. So a lot of us, as I've just said, we pull this pendulum to one side, hardcore. We we work, we push, we hustle, we just burn. We we you know, we grit our teeth and we just push. But the higher we pull this pendulum to one side, it's gonna need to swing to the other side as much which, you know, sometimes might be difficult to create that amount of rest and, you know, slowing down in our life, in a normal city life. If we worked a average amount, you know, 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, hopefully it's within our capacity, then our weekend of going out, of seeing our friends, of going on a road trip, that will be enough to bring ourselves back to a balance. You know, the pendulum is swinging one way and then it swings the other way and comes back to the middle. It's nice and balanced. But when we live on the other side so much when we are chronically stressed and working so hard and again a lot of this might not even you might not be aware of because we've had to desensitize ourselves from this in order to survive and keep going and keep up with everyone when we live on that side so much we're gonna need a swing on the other side but we don't do that we don't allow ourselves to have that week off work we don't allow ourselves to say no to some of those social interactions and actually just have the time for ourselves. And because we've been pushing so hard on one side that even if we do have a couple hours on our own, it's actually not going to be enough. So earlier this year, I was working with a client that came to me to lose weight and get fit. And they were doing all the right things. They were moving their body. Um, We were training twice a week and they were moving even more outside of these sessions. They were eating all the right stuff yet they still weren't losing weight and they were confused. And the reason why was the amount of stress in their life. They were working a really high up corporate job and they had a lot of responsibilities and, you know, tasks and it was really impressive, but their body was constantly in that sympathetic nervous system. It was constantly in that fight or flight and their body couldn't prioritize putting energy and, you know, blood flow and all that jazz to the areas that were that would help them lose weight. So instead, they were battling consistently. And because of the job that they held, they'd actually been in this state of overwork and stress for so many years of their life that even when they did begin to believe me and they actually took an hour of their weekend to slow down, that actually wasn't enough. The pendulum needs to swing equally. And because they were pulling the pendulum so much to one side for so many years they're going to need to carve out minimum a week or a month to completely get away, to travel again. So that is why hopefully we can take initiative before it requires something so big to bring us back into balance. So that is what I wanted to share with you guys today, is one, bringing more conversation to this because it is such a common occurrence with so many of us and it is something that's going to constantly come up in life and that is okay. Again, stress can be healthy it can be amazing for growth 
but too often it becomes too much and excessive. And hopefully what I've shared has offered a bit of a framework to notice when it comes up quicker, to address this, and to give yourself the nurturing and the living that you deserve. Hopefully you've enjoyed this. I have really appreciate you listening this far in. If you know anyone that could also benefit from this, please spread this. Knowledge is power, and the more we can spread this, the better the world will be. So other than that, that is me for today, and I'll catch you next episode. Okay, friends, that is it for this episode. If you got inspired by something, please don't let this be yet another podcast you listen to and forget. Instead, try and focus on the biggest takeaway you got and actually apply it to your life by making a change from today. If you think someone in your life can also get value from it, please share this episode with others. The more that join this journey, the better the world will be. Don't forget to like and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And finally, if you'd like to connect, jump on my Instagram and shoot me a message. All the links will be in the show notes. Other than that, that's it from me today and I'll catch you next time.